Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And I'm your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good, good. We talk about and we celebrate. We do. How much celebrating have we done? I feel like we've been critical. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Have we done more, more... More critical analysis or more celebrating? I need to maybe need to balance that out a little bit more. Hey, but there's some celebration going on this week. Hey, oh, <laughs> it's a it's a not sweeps week. It's pond far week. <laughs> and while we will be discussing uh, some of the elements pond far, we are going to save much of our opinions and discussion for when things get going next week. Oh, this is just a lead up. This is just the lead up to it. The slow burn, as it were. <laughs> so this is minute number 56, and this minute starts with uh, thunder and lightning awakening a young Spock. And this minute ends with David saying, no. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> is that how it ends? No. No. Well, yeah. I may have put too much emphasis in the no. I know. I'm like, oh, you scared me. Um, okay. So... My first note, this uh, this is Spock number two, mm. opening up the minute. Uh, yep. It scares me. This this moment always scares me. And, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, he's, I think he's just waking up because of the thunder, right? He hears thunder and boom, you know, he wakes up. But to me, I, I'm waiting for him to like, and I think I said this last week too, I'm waiting for him to like leap and like <laughs> attack. Like, uh, yeah. And, um, I'm thinking a little. There's a little. I, I think what I'm doing is I've tangled up a little bit of Michael Jackson's Thriller with mm. with the Spocks in this movie, and you know we'll we'll see more. We'll talk more about that later on, um, you know, with him aging and everything. And right. so I, I I think I'm afraid of this Spock. <laughs> this one scares me. But we only see him for like maybe 30 seconds, if that. I know, but this is like, and this might be the last time we see him too. It, it's a uh, no, there's something about his facial expression and his the way he, you know, does this. And that's not a jump scare. I don't know, but you know, it's boo, mm-hmm. eyes open. I'm like ah. Next thing he's do is he's gonna leap on me. So maybe it's his mouth open. <laughs> no, neither of us are fans of that, are we? <laughs> Everyone's like, get over it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was my first note. Scary Spock. So my first note it comes when uh, David and Savick are speaking. And so David's out on the ledge, got the tricorder, and he's clearly scanning for the the coming whatever. You know, he knows that there's someone approaching, and uh, he's scanning for them. But he comments, he says, this planet is aging in surges. And Savick questions and Spock with it. It seems they're joined together. His response is, they are. Mm. And that's it. Like, we don't get any more explanation as to why they are joined. And I know we sort of went on a big discussion last week about, you know, where did Spock, you know, how did Spock become young Spock? You know, did he form as a baby? Did he, you know, revert time? Did it, you know, he fast forward so fast and he, they 
his DNA formed a new Spock? Is this Spock 2.0 kind of thing? But my question is, is what, what does David mean here? Like they're joined, like the life force of the planet is joined with Spock? Like it yeah. recreated Spock? That's very wizardy of you. Life force? It is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just sort of like his, his comment, it just – he just sort of throws it out that they are, and his he's very confident in his response. Well, yeah, I guess you know he's been he's 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 had his trusty tricorder out the whole yeah. time they've been on the planet, and uh, it, I think it speaks to you know how powerful these tricorders are that he can pull all this <laughs> pull all this data together, and and yep, not only has he figured out the planet is aging in surges, right? Wow. Yep. Uh, but he also. Well, he doesn't admit it. He has to, you know, Savick has to call him on it, like, oh, it's Spock's with it. They're joined together. And he's like, yeah, yeah. they are. So that means he, so he must have also he scanned have... Spock. Right. Um, and, and I guess, you know, I mean, we, 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 with our own eyes have seen, you know, Spock, uh, yeah, seems to have aged in surges because <laughs> we've right. seen two of them so far. Um, but I don't know, life force, uh, you know, I'm thinking now you're making me think of Avatar, you know, and true life know, just, and all that stuff. <laughs> I just sort of threw that out there because I was kind of like, um, I don't know. It just, if they're joined, like how are they mentally joined? I mean, how right. is it just, so I say life force in the sense that their time is joined, like their aging is joined. So their life force and in a sense is joined. That's that. I think that's why I sort of put that out. Oh. You just reminded me of a, um, <clears throat> a horrible book. So this is my, um, not my, not Chris's book corner where I recommend something. It's a book I, <laughs> I don't recommend people read. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it was uh, the Garbage Chronicles is what it was called. It was a sci-fi, and I think it was might have been written by, um, uh, is it God who's who wrote Dune? Frank, uh, is it Herbert Hebert? Yes, Hebert. Um, I think it's his son, <clears throat> and this. The book's called Garbage Chronicles. I read it. It was like one of those things like it had a cool cover <laughs> and it was sci-fi. And I think I picked it up just like, oh, this sounds interesting. Uh, turns out it was a sequel to some other book. So half the half the book I, didn't make any sense because it was a sequel <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. But one of the features of the book was there was this, one of the villains um, was this character that uh, he could, through a mixture of science and mysticism, whatever, he could mm. he could merge with the planet he was on and he would like literally like half bury himself in the dirt. But when he did that, his mind became the mind of the planet and he, he you know, he, he experienced everything as the planet. Um, and that was okay. probably, the, that was probably the only cool moment in the whole book of, you know, 200 <laughs> and some odd pages. I'm like, this thing is garbage. Um, <clears throat> no pun intended. No pun intended. The garbage chronicles. Um, I'd be curious if anybody else has read it, but I, <laughs> I actually read it twice because I read it once, like maybe in high school, and it's like, wow, this is okay. This is all right. It was interesting, kind of not that great. And then I read it five years ago or something. Cause I was like, oh, what was that book I read? I said, I think it was really interesting, and there was like talking fruit in it and stuff. And it was, and uh, I found it and bought it again. And I'm like, man, this book is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's not only did you buy it once, but you bought it twice. I bought it twice, and it was bad both times. So. Uh, anyway, Chris's book corner. Sorry for the tangent. So, so, so life force. Um, 
I don't know. I guess yeah. Are they joined together? Like, do you are you asking? Are they joined together? Like, are they aware of one another? Or that, like, does Spock know that he's? I don't know. Just like you know, the, and the energy that created Spock is clearly tied to the energy of Genesis. So when I say life force, I mean mm-hmm. the energy, you know, that is making them. Because clearly Spock had to come back to life, so there had to be some form of form of energy transference to Spock. So clearly he, maybe that's what it meant. Like, yeah, and you know what? Now that you're saying this, and I'm I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, <clears throat> he's he's linked to the planet only while he's on the planet. Maybe, yeah, right. Because, uh, I mean, he he doesn't keep aging in surges. Correct. He does stop at one at some point. So um, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's a good one, Dave. You got me. You got me in deep thought right now. <laughs> like, yeah, how connected are they? How aware is he? I, I want to know how aware is he. Yeah, I mean, he, well, he, he seems. Yeah, to be, he's not. He's not able to communicate, or no. at least we haven't seen him able to communicate. So we don't. He can't explain. Like you know, every time the planet goes, you know, oh, it hurts. You know, the planet is hurting, or um, you know, total John Cheadle, Captain Planet, you know, moment or anything. <laughs> Um, but, uh, now I feel bad. I feel bad for him in a different way. Like, oh, he's like, the planet also hurts. Is he, he's sad for the planet, not maybe. just his own pain. Maybe. All right. So, <laughs> so Savick's the one that speculates they're joined together. Yep. And she's smart. So I'll give her that. Yep. And then David says, we well, yeah, they are. Um, and then she wants to know how long and we get our, you know, classic days, maybe hours. Uh, so, I have another question before you continue on. Man, we're not getting very so, far. Okay. <clears throat> so she says, "How long?" And he says, "Days, maybe hours." Is he referring to <laughs> how long he will survive, or how long the planet will survive, or both? Because he fall he follows it up with, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Clearly, in the tone of either Spock is doomed. Mm-hmm. Or we are doomed. Yep. But they never go back to that. They sort of they sort of throw out these two thoughts of, hey, they're joined together. Yeah, you're right. They're joined together. Okay, let's skip that. Hey, how long? How long what? Well, days, maybe hours. Well, is it the planet that's going to blow up and we're going to be with it? Or yep. Spock is going to age and then die again? I... <clears throat> I, I always assume that in a, he's initially talking about the planet, days, mm. maybe hours. And then when he says, I'm sorry, I think it's a loaded, I'm sorry. I think it's loaded with, uh, he's, you know, he's, when he says, I'm sorry, he's also uh, implying Spock, Spock, with right. It, right. Spock's going to die too. So that's, it, I took the, yes, I agree with you. I took the, I'm sorry as that Spock will, will die again. But I also took it as, I'm sorry. He's apologizing to Savick just for being a bad scientist, and you know he's saying sorry for everything. Maybe it's not a. I might be putting too much on it, <laughs> but I feel like that's you know he's he's apologizing for everything at that moment. But he's uh you know he did she is still alive. They are on the planet. They could have been on Grissom monitoring all this information and. The Klingon ship still would have arrived, and they'd be dead now. I think it would be really funny if he said that. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look on the, look on the bright side. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, look on the bright side. Uh, you're still alive. Thanks to me. <laughs> Thanks to me. Uh, Proto matter for the win. <laughs> yeah, so so that's another, is going back to proto matter and, you know, proto matter being the root cause of all this. Mm. Um, Is 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 a uh, is the planet is a planet aging rapidly because it has proto matter in it, or is a planet aging rapidly because the Genesis wave had proto matter in it? You know what I mean? Because I'm assuming it's the latter. So because Genesis was built and they had to solve certain problems with proto matter, it created a planet that is going to self destruct. Um, because well, because if because if it's the for, well, I think if it's the former, if there's protomatter in the planet, that means there must be protomatter in Spock, and that that has you know there's all sorts of other questions you you have to mm. answer, and um, and I don't think they would I don't think they answer it well in this film. Um, yeah, I think I think protomatter brings up a lot of questions, and particularly I think we talked a little bit about Genesis itself, about its formation with the protomatter, because protomatter had to join with everything that was in the Reliant, as well as the Mutara Nebula, and yes, as we mentioned, as well as Khan. So there's a little bit of Khan in here. Um, <clears throat> just a dash of Khan and mix it together. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the Genesis wave is what starts the is what starts the whole ball rolling, and I think that's in the Genesis wave. Okay. Therefore, merging with the reliant antimatter, you know, warp core, as well as all of the biological elements on the ship and the Mutara Nebula and whatever else it sucked in that may have been in the vicinity, whether it was like asteroids or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's the latter of your two options. Okay. Yeah, I I, I think that's. I think that has the least amount of questions yes. associated with it. So I don't think I don't necessarily believe that Spock has proto matter within him. Okay. I think that opens up more questions, saying, "Hey, <laughs> hey, what's going on, proto matter, Spock?" Proto matter. <clears throat> I, I wanted and, that and action I, figure, and it was sold yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that opens up. Like, I think, I think again, you know. I'm not totally 100% criticizing the script. I'm criticizing the script. Um, is that they sort of throw these things out, but they never go back or discuss them. And I know not every script you go back to elements or you, but it leads you somewhere. And I feel like they just sort of throw these things out. Like, how can we fix the situation here? Oh, we'll call it proto matter and then we'll be done and we'll move on, never talk about it again. Oh, Spock and, you know, the planet are joined. Oh, they are. And we'll never go back to that again. Yeah, I think they. I, I think it's a. I think it's a. It's an area of opportunity within the Star Trek mm. universe, is that they could do an episode, uh, you know, or another film, even a reboot film, where somebody somebody tries to do Genesis again. Yeah. But with the full the full canon explanation of like, well, you know, when the Enterprise originally tried to do this in Khan and it blew up, and but you know, yeah. they, they reference all the events that took place in those two, in these two films. I think that would be yeah. a cool, like, yeah. And it yeah, failed. This is why, this yeah. is why it failed. Right. Like and these I'm, elements, like check, check, check. This is all why that failed. Yeah. You know, we've eliminated, we'd be successfully able to use it without proto matter. And we believe we could create a more stable, stable world. Right. 
but it would have to be like the long lost cousin of the Marcuses. You know, it'd have to be another Marcus, and <clears throat> but this time he's insane, and you know, it's Billy Billy Marcus, <laughs> Billy Marcus, <laughs> Uncle uh. Billy Marcus. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I think we're dancing around the the next line, aren't we? Yeah. So Savick realizes days, maybe hours. And she's like, well, it's going to be hardest on Spock. Soon he will feel the burning of his Vulcan blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds awful. <laughs> I know. Well, I always, always wonder, like, are they just being dramatic? Like, are they just saying, mm. pretty soon he's going to have a fever? Yeah. You know? Because, you know, next time I'm sick, Dave, I can't record today. My blood is burning. My human blood is burning. <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know... They clearly it would they okay here's a question for you if they were referencing this uh, in the reboots mm. uh, and it's escaping me at the moment if they already have they maybe they did um, would they would they take the moment to explain it would they would have said or would Savage just said it would be hardest on Spock soon he will be endure you know soon he will have to endure Ponfar yeah you know, but instead, I don't know because Dave, Dave, you know David has to be the the surrogate for us, like, I don't understand. You know, what is Ponfar? I don't remember that from that episode that was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I would assume that they would, you know, the reboots in particular, I think, have re-explained things a little. Not very much, but a little. And I feel like they, this is one of those things that they would have to definitely re-explain because not everyone would remember or... Even new fans would be like, "What? What yeah. is that?" So, would, would you say then is 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 Ponfar a you know a Star Trek deep cut? Like you got to be a real you know a Trekkie to. Know well, what even it is? here, even here, they just sort of they just sort of gloss over it as well. I mean, they just you know she says you know it's going to be hardest on Spock and he's going to experience a burning of his Vulcan blood and. You know, David's like, like you said, he's like, I don't understand. And she's like, well, Ponfar, you know, um, you know, Vulcan males must endure it every seven years of their adult life, to which there is no further explanation. <laughs> That's true. Again, Good. again, it just sort of they throw it out there. And obviously we know that Ponfar is a thing and there is deep explanation to what it is. What I'm what I'm trying to say, I just feel like it's they just throw it out again, and it's just like it's just another another it's a proto matter thing. It's like hey, let's throw out proto matter. Hey, let's throw out prom far. Well, you know, I wonder about that because uh, <clears throat> when you think about how hard Bennett going to write the script, <clears throat> I'm putting this all back together. I got to get Spock. You know, by the end of the movie, we got to bring Spock back to life. Right, he's got to right. be back back to where he was. Um, you know undo all the events of Rathacon. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily his goal, but, uh, and so, so he's putting the script together and like, okay, let's put, let's, let's, you know, let's wake him up on Genesis. How's he going to wake up? Well, we got to regenerate him. Okay. Why is he going to regenerate? Well, that's, you know, the Genesis project did that. Uh, the Genesis wave did that. And, you know, most movies have to have that, you know, that time crunch, right? There's always a, that, you know, there's, a, there's always a time bomb you got to beat, right? Yes. So how are we going to, okay, we're going to have Genesis, Agent surges and Spock with it. We'll get him. That's how we'll get him from reincarnating, reincarnating as a kid to an adult. Right. It's like great. That's awesome. And do you think at some point some nerd in the in the writing room went, um, but what about Ponfar? 
<laughs> do you think that yeah. was do you think that was originally in the plan like oh we'll have we'll have a nice moment you know where he has to get through Ponfar again or they was it kind of like oh crap we forgot oh, about Ponfar yeah that that meeting must have been fantastic um, <laughs> whether outlining everything and doing the storyboards and everything and then yeah one guy is like pushes up his glasses and goes um yeah you you're missing one key element here Ponfar uh seven every seven years the adults have to go through it damn it <laughs> We're already we've we've already started building the models, <laughs> and you know that too. So, so I know we 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 said we're gonna save some of the Ponfar mm. stuff for next week because that's really when you get into the thick of it. Yes. Um, and and one thing they don't address in this film is well, Spock is gonna be Spock's gonna age a lot. <laughs> So uh, how many Ponfars does he go, yeah. go through? How many Ponfars does he have to endure uh, while he's on Genesis? Um, because I think one of the one of the questions I had for you, we were talking about this a little bit offline, mm. is we're trying to figure out how to talk about this delicate subject of, <laughs> of Ponfar. Uh, you know, one of the things is like, well, couldn't he, couldn't they have just had him age rapidly, age through his Ponfar cycles? Like go from go from age you know whatever ten yeah. to eighteen and he missed the cycle. Yeah, so uh, that's another question that I have as we're as we're sort of talking about this is so they've answered one question in which they know that the planet is in aging in surges so it could be you know two years could be in a matter of seconds ten years could be a matter of minutes right twenty years could be in an hour you know they haven't really explained it's just in surges so it could be in indescribable amount of time each time it surges so it could every time it surges it could jump 20 years could jump 30 years etc etc okay so my question is is so if every seven years they you know the males as the way she puts it goes through it um and it does let's say one of the surges goes 30 years and he ages 30 years does he get the compound effect of missing it for those three times or four times. Ponfar times three, you mean? Like, yeah. Or does it just because it skipped over the, the three years and then it's hitting on the fourth one, does he then feel only that effect? That's one. Is it a compounding? Like, <laughs> again, we, we say this all the time. And it's like one of those things that you, you one of these uh, issues you come up with when you watch a minute at a time and you discuss it because then you think of these things. I'm sure in the movie people were like, oh, Ponfar, you know, every seven years, and then they move on. Like, we're now analyzing this so <laughs> intently yeah. to get, like, well, you know, if it's aging and surges and he's already 13 years old, you know, pretty soon he's going to be 20, and, you know, he'll have gone through those seven years, and Ponfar, you know, what happens if it goes 40 years, and does he feel four times the effect of the burning in his blood? <laughs> right. It would have been funny if they did a montage of <laughs> all his aging, all of his pond fire moments, <laughs> you know, like played to high speed or something. So he'd be like everyone, he'd be all calm and they'd be all, ah, and then Simon comes in and you know, does whatever she needs to do. Ah, and then that, <laughs> the Benny Hill theme playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, let's not, I don't want to go there. No, all right. Um, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, I think. I wonder if they – so they have to know 
um, you know, Harv Bennett and Nimoy and the producers that we're all a bunch of nerds and we're going to dissect a lot of these things. And I bring up the Saturday Night Live skit where, you know, they talk about, you know, Shatner gets up there and he's like, you know, do you guys have lives? And <laughs> it was a television show 20 years ago. And um, yeah, do we have lives? <laughs> you know, we, 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 we read so much into everything they say and we build these, you know, we build these memory alpha and we build these things so that we know everything about every little thing they do, um, which is great, by the way. I mean, but I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just I just feel like you're basically saying Shatner was talking to us too, like, why are you guys doing I, a yeah, podcast I, where you're talking about the movies a minute at a time? <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's all good. I, I think it's uh, I think we can talk about it more, but it's. He has to experience it at least once, right? You gotta have the yes. first time. You gotta have this like, oh, like, oh, yeah. How are they gonna deal with that? And we've got a few more minutes before we get there, so maybe we should table this one. We can have this conversation again for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but maybe we just table it for now, and uh, yes. and just apologize to the listeners. This was Ponfar discussion number one. Yes, <laughs> and we know that you guys are gonna go on the Federation and write things and that's fine. But we're sort of, yeah, we want to, Ponfar is such a big discussion and uh, I want to make sure we talk about it respectfully and go through it and everything like that. I know in a couple of minutes we'll talk about it again, but I feel like next week is the appropriate time to sort of get into the, the heavy stuff. So to speak. The, the ins and outs as it were. <laughs> Okay, so uh, David's tricorder beeps and saves us all from this awkward conversation. <laughs> yes. So yeah, she throws out Ponfar, and immediately the 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 tricorder beeps, and you know whoever they are, they're getting closer. To which Savic responds, "I'll go." Yep. And I'm thinking Maybe. that is just a bad. She just dropped that Spock, Spock is going to go through Ponfar. Why would she go and leave David to deal with it? Yes, and leave David to deal with it. Like that is just – to which he responds, you know, no, uh, to end this minute. But I just feel like, you know, Savick pulled on the bad idea genes and was like, uh, no, I'll go. But if we take a step back and say yes. who is the right person to go investigate? Oh, I, it is. It is I her. Savick. <laughs> yes, because she is a Starfleet officer and he is a – Failed scientist. <laughs> Failed. He's a terrible person. It just, yeah. Uh, but I think he's trying to do the right thing in saying in saying no. Which do you think he not? He doesn't really want to go, but he's just saying, "All right, I'll go." I have to. Have, I screwed everything else up, so I'm gonna. Well, I think he's trying to take. Maybe by talking about all the things he did, you know, the proto matter and it, all the different things, he's coming clean. Maybe he's, you know. He's realizing the big mistakes he has made and maybe trying to make up for it a little bit. I mean, as little as it may be, as they're trapped on an aging planet with a Vulcan who's continually aging that, oh, by the way, is going to go through Ponfar every five minutes and with a Vulcan female who he had a previous relationship with that, <laughs> yeah, and they potentially could never make it off the planet because they now know that Grissom is not there. And, oh, by the way, someone's approaching. Did they – yeah, so that was a question. Whoever they are, they're getting closer. 
they don't know. I don't. I don't think they know who it is. Right. They don't know who's attacked Grissom. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> and this is the first time they, that David that they've acknowledged that they know somebody's on the planet with them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. And I was also trying to figure out in the shot when he says it. He goes, "Oh, they're getting closer," and they cut away to the, you know, the long view out on the horizon. Right. Uh, are, are we supposed to see them somewhere out there? I. I... Like I couldn't see anything carrying torches or something. I was trying to find like little <laughs> specks of light, like a, yeah, there they are out near the horizon, but no. Wherever they are, they're getting closer. Well, on that note, <laughs> that's all I had for this one. Yeah, uh, that's all I have for this one. <laughs> Ponfar discussion one. We made it. We got through it without yes devolving into juvenile hijinks <laughs> not yet anyway congratulations sir all right well let's uh let's wrap it up and um ask folks this is definitely the week we want people to go find us on the social medias so star trek minute.com uh twitter we're at star trek minute uh, tumblr uh, instagram uh, same handle at star trek minute definitely get out there i'd uh, love to hear from you um i think there's going to be some energetic uh, discussion and thought on Pon Far and yeah. uh, what it means uh, within this film. And so we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday talking about minute 57 of the search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.